Welcome to Understanding Spoken Russian with Mark Thompson. Mark has been teaching students from all over the world to quickly and easily speak Russian. And now, here's Mark. Welcome to Episode 6 of Understanding Spoken Russian. Because she was crying, I gave Sophia a doll. Hmm, that is an odd way to start the lesson. And yet, allow me to repeat that. Because she was crying, I gave Sophia a doll. Odder still, I'd like you to repeat that out loud. Say it with me. Because she was crying, I gave Sophia a doll. Okay, what is this guy up to? Well, hopefully you trust me by now, and I promise in a minute you'll see why I had you repeat that sentence. But first, let's review what we learned in Episode 5. Try to translate the following phrases and explain what kind of verb was used. Perfective or imperfective? В Лондоне я видела Биг Бен, музей Мадам Тюсо, Вестминстер и Пикадилли. She said, in London, I saw Big Ben, the Museum of Madame Tussaud, Westminster, and Piccadilly. She used imperfective to emphasize that she got to see all these places. Я прочитал твою книгу. I read and finished reading your book. Perfective. Я смотрел баскетбол. I was watching basketball. Imperfective. Мой дедушка работал в компании IBM. My grandpa worked in the company IBM. Imperfective. В августе в Берлине мой брат купил новый Volkswagen. In August in Berlin, my brother bought a new Volkswagen. Perfective. All right, so what was that phrase I had you repeat? Because she was crying, I gave Sophia a doll. Listen to this Russian word. Dal. A woman would pronounce it. Dala. What kind of word do you think it is? Dal. Dala. With those L endings, it's probably a verb in the past tense, right? Let's hear it in context. Here, mommy, take your phone. Андрюша дал маме телефон. Oh, I dropped my fork. 
Sophia, could you get me one from the kitchen? Yes, Daddy. Sophia дала папе вилку. Both dal and dala translate as gave. And dal sounds a lot like the English word dal, doesn't it? So that phrase I told you in the beginning, what was it again? <coughs> Sophia was crying, so I gave her a doll. That phrase should help you recall the word. It's got gave and doll in it. In Russian, giving something counts as doing something to the object. For example, I gave Anton a t-shirt. Я дал Антону футболку. The word футболка changed to футболку with that u ending. Or this. Мама дала мне книгу. Mom gave me a book. Again, книга changed to книгу. The verb to give is obviously very useful to know, which is why it's our official new word of the lesson. But today's real topic is what happened to the words mama and papa and Anton when they received those things. Listen again. Андрюша дал маме телефон. Мама became мамье. София дала папе вилку. Папа became папье. Я дал Антону футболку. Антон became Антону. Interesting. Let's listen to some more examples. Can you translate these? Я сказала Алине нет. I told Alina no. Я сказал Джорджу нет. I told George no. В Париже я купила маме шоколад. In Paris, I bought mom chocolate. Папа купил Максиму новую Тойоту. Dad bought Maxime a new Toyota. Let's run through those again with the name Jeff. So he'll start by saying, this is Jeff. Just listen. Это Джефф. Я сказал Джеффу нет. Я купил Джеффу новый телефон. Я дал Джеффу шанс. What do you think that ooh sound at the end of Jeff's name is signifying? Another way to ask that is, what does the oo sound tell the listener? 
Well, that ooh sound added to the end of a guy's name is a recipient marker. It tells the listener that, in this case, Jeff is receiving something. So, Yaskazal Jeffunyet. I said to Jeff, no. Jeff was receiving my words. Yakupil Jeffu Novi Telefon. I bought for Jeff a new telephone. Jeff was the recipient of the phone. Ya dal Jeffu Shantz. I gave Jeff a chance. Again, Jeff was the person who received the chance. Let's do a few more with the name Paulina. So again, he'll start by saying, this is Paulina. Это Полина. Я сказал Полине нет. Я купил Полине новый телефон. Я дал Полине шанс. Полина changed to Полинья in each one because she was the recipient. Yeah, same as the location marker. This is a major chunk of Russian grammar right here. Think of how often we say things like, I called her, I sent him an email, I gave her the money, I told him I'd be there. In each of those, I called, I sent, I gave, I told, there is a recipient. If the recipient is a guy, you'll hear an ooh at the end of his name. Mark becomes Marku, John becomes Jonu. If it's a woman, a yeah sound. Jana becomes Janje. Darina becomes Darinje. Алло. Привет, папа. Хорошо, скажу. Ура! Папа позвонил. Он купил пиццу. What do you think these two words mean? Папа позвонил. Do you hear the word phone in there, kind of? Позвонил. Позвонил. Zvon, phone, kind of. Pazvanil means called on the phone. And it's the perfective form of the verb. There's no need to actively learn that one. No need to write it down. You'll use it a few million times as you practice your Russian, so it'll sink in naturally. And we'll be hearing it quite a few times in just a minute. But here's the thing about this recipient ending. It allows the Russian language to use a more flexible word order than English. In English, you pretty much have to put the recipient right after the verb. For example, I called mom this afternoon. Mom comes right after called. 
I gave Chris the money. Chris comes right after gave. Yes, you could perhaps say, Chris, I gave the money, but that's pretty awkward. And it's certainly much, much less common. But in Russian, we're more flexible. So tell me, who called who? Marku позвонил Greg. Greg called Mark. Right? Mark had the recipient U ending. Marku позвонил Greg. And Greg was in his basic form, meaning that he did the action. Weird, isn't it? And you might think, come on, do Russians really phrase it that way? Well, yes, absolutely. It all depends on the question that prompted the statement. If someone asks, who did Greg call? Then Mark, Marku, would go at the end of the sentence. Listen. Кому Грег позвонил? Грег позвонил Марку. But if the question is, who called Mark? Кто позвонил Марку? Then we'd use this one. Марку позвонил Грег. Марку позвонил Грег. So it simply depends on the question that came before. And I can't help but point out the rhyme here. The Russian question word meaning whom is kamu. And it rhymes with the masculine answer. To whom? To Mark. Listen. Kamu. Marku. Let's do some more. Again, who called who? Даша позвонила Марине. Даша called Марина. Ольге позвонил дедушка. Дедушка, grandpa, called Olga. Томасу позвонила Алина. Alina called Thomas. Vlad позвонил Катерине. Vlad called Katerina. These recipient endings are used even when the verb is unspoken. Just this morning, as I was writing this, Dedushka, our kid's grandfather, was feeding the twins kasha, which is porridge. William was being silly and was insisting that Ded feed his toy dinosaur instead. As Ded pretended to feed a spoonful to the dinosaur and then to William, here is exactly what he said. Одну ложку динозаврику, одну Уильяму. Literally, one spoon to the little dinosaur, one to William. The words dinosaurik and William became dinosauriku and Williamu because they were the recipients of the spoonfuls. 
Let's translate other phrases like that with no verbs in them. Just say who gets what, even if you're not sure what the item is. Вино маме, пиво папе. Wine for mom, beer for dad. Бабушке чай, дедушке капучино. For grandma, tea. For grandpa, a cappuccino. Футболку Марвину, шарф Яне. A t-shirt for Marvin, a scarf for Yana. Again, the implication is that she bought the t-shirt for Marvin or that someone needs to give the t-shirt to Marvin because futbolka is in its futbolku form. So in the speaker's mind, something is being done to the t-shirt. Let's do one more. Кларе книгу, толику, журнал. To Clara, a book. To Tolik, a magazine. Tolik, by the way, is a nickname for someone named Anatoly. It's not just people's names that get these recipient endings. Listen. Jeff, ты еще не позвонил доктору? She said, Jeff, you still haven't called the doctor? You see, the basic word doctor got the U ending. Doctoru. Ты еще не позвонил доктору? Listen to the masculine words client and travel agent. Клиент. Турагент. Я сказал клиенту, что он должен позвонить турагенту. I said to the client that he should call a travel agent. I said to the client, clientu, that he should call to the travel agent, turagentu. Я сказал официантке, что нам нужна еще одна ложка. I told the waitress that we need one more spoon. Aficiantka, with that basic a ending, became aficiantkia, with the recipient ye ending because she was the recipient of what he said. Я сказал официантке, что нам нужна еще одна ложка. Listen to this phrase. Он твой партнер? Is he your partner, like business partner? Я дала все документы твоему партнеру. Then she said, I gave all the documents to your partner. Твоему партнеру. And notice that now the words your 
and partner rhyme. Твоему партнеру. Gotta love it. And now, Mark's language learning tip of the day. In the last podcast, the tip was how useful Google's exact match function is, as well as its image search. Those are great because they don't rely on the computer having to understand anything. It's simply showing you what native speakers are doing. What's not so great is how computers themselves understand and translate language. During the 2019 Super Bowl, Google had an ad. We translate one billion words every day. Yeah, and about 400 million of those translations are horribly mangled. The problem is, computers translate by statistical analysis. They simply do not understand language at all. For one thing, they're infamously bad with expressions. For example, in a cafe, I might say, you know, I feel like a milkshake. In American English, that means I feel like having a milkshake. Okay, languages do that sometimes. They leave off words which are understood between native speakers. But poor Google just doesn't get it. Here's how it translates that. Я чувствую себя как молочный коктейль. Я чувствую себя как молочный коктейль. Which, to a Russian speaker, is like saying, I feel the way a milkshake feels. Cold and sugary? What does that mean? And we can go the other way. A very common expression in Russian is to tell someone, Mark, ты даешь. Ти даешь. Now there's a multitude of ways you might translate that depending on the context and what prompted the person to say that. But in general, it's an expression of comical exasperation, like, only you could be like that, or only you could do something like that. So, what's Google's glorious translation? Mark, ты даешь. Mark, you give. Mark, you give. You know, I didn't see that one in the Super Bowl commercial. Imagine telling someone, dude, you're driving me up a wall. Dude, you're driving me up a wall. In Russian, that comes out as Чувак, ты ведешь меня вверх по стене. Чувак, ты ведешь меня вверх по стене. Instead of giving an equivalent expression in Russian, as a professional interpreter would do, some version of You're making me crazy. The computer goes word by word. Dude, you're leading me by vehicle upwards along a wall. Do you think your Russian friend reading that is going to have the slightest idea what you mean? Computers also are terrible at slang. I talked to my buddy in the U.S. last night, and at one point he said, and I quote, My new laptop has a badass processor. I couldn't help myself. I typed it into Google Translate. 
My new laptop has a badass processor. Now here's the Russian version. Мой новый ноутбук имеет плохой процессор. People, плохой is the word for terrible or horrible. So it got the translation 100% wrong. That is the exact opposite of what he meant. My friend's laptop has a great processor. Computer is telling us that it's a terrible processor. So this is a very important tip, okay? Please don't rely on and don't trust any computer translation. They're just not there yet. By the way, if you hang around until the end of this podcast, we'll have a little more fun with Google's mistranslations. Let's see if we remember our one new word from this lesson. Try to say, James gave Svetlana your number, as in phone number. James дал Svetlana твой номер. Let's switch that around. Say, Svetlana gave James your number. Светлана дала Джеймсу твой номер. When Svetlana was the recipient, did you say Svetlania? And when James was the recipient, did you say Jamesu? If so, you're doing great. In this next exercise, all I want you to do is say who did what to whom, okay? Антон позвонил Дмитрию, чтобы узнать правду. Антон called Дмитрий, so as to find out the truth. Игорь дал Артему плохой совет. Игорь gave to Artyom bad advice. По-моему, Блэр купил этот букет Ларисе, но я не уверена. Блэр bought this bouquet for Larissa. And is Blair a guy or a girl? Блэр купил... Well, Блэр купил. He's a guy. Мама купила Тане красивое платье. Mom bought for Tanya a pretty dress. All right, a quick break and back with our final exam. All right, can you translate the gist of these phrases? As always, if you don't know a word, just try to add it into your translation. For example, with this one. Маша дала папе вилку. 
If you don't recall what a vilka is, just say, Masha gave dad a vilku, which happens to be a fork. Okay, no pressure, just try your best. В Париже я купила маме духи. In Paris, I bought mom perfume. Галя дала маме телефон. Галя gave mom the telephone. Я сказал Джорджу, что ты купила пиццу. I told George that you bought pizza. Марку позвонил Вова. Вова called or telephoned Mark. Вова, by the way, is a nickname for guys named Vladimir. Vladimir. Футболку Марвину, шарф Галине. The t-shirt to Marvin, the scarf to Galina. Papa дал Антону футболку. Dad gave Anton a t-shirt. Духи маме, коньяк папе. The perfume to mom, the cognac to dad. Vlad позвонил Nina. Vlad called Nina. Я уже сказала официантке. I already told the waitress. Папа купил Максиму новую гитару. Dad bought Maxime a new guitar. Даша позвонила Ольге. Даша called Olga. Мама дала мне твой рюкзак. Mom gave me your rucksack. Я уже дала твоему клиенту шанс. I already gave your client a chance. All right, before we go, I got to have a little more fun with Google Translate. Here's some Cardi B for you guys. I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. I like going to the Tula. I put box all in my watch. So here's how Google translated that into Japanese. 
。私はこれらのバレンシアガスが好きです。靴下のように見えるもの、私は宝石商に。Now, let's translate those Japanese words into Danish. And now the Danish back into English. I like these Valencia gases things that look like socks. I like going to goldsmiths. I put a stone in the clock. I put a stone in the clock. You know, Google, I like it like that. Have any of you noticed that every single phrase we've translated has been in the past tense? It's always dad bought, mom gave, Alina called. Well, that's about to change, and it'll happen in the next episode. I'll see you there. This has been another episode of Understanding Spoken Russian with Mark Thompson. For more time saving tips and shortcuts for learning Russian, head over to understandingspokenrussian.com. e n